Is America media illiterate? A Montana film producer and an Oscar-nominated director have teamed up for a timely documentary showing how an avalanche of biased media and sensationalism is undermining trust in society. The film Trust Me, which is scheduled to air on Montana PBS stations this week, explores the need for better media literacy in an information technology age that often promotes fear and division. The film's producers Joe Phelps, a resident of Montana's Paradise Valley and the founder of the Getting Better Foundation, along with the foundation's managing director Rosemary Smith joined the program to talk about the impact the movie is making and overcoming the challenges caused by information technology at the palm of our hands. This is an issue our society has been struggling with for years now, and both Joe and Rosemary make some interesting points about how we can better navigate through all the noise today, and also how the world we live in often isn't as negative as our media might lead you to believe. Check out the film Trust Me, and enjoy this episode of the Voices of Montana podcast. Chairman and founder, it's from the Getting Better Foundation, gettingbetterfoundation.org, is Joe Phelps. And uh, Joe, I, I, gotta, I teased Joe already, but um, his location, if you want to know, um, he lives uh, uh, in Rancho Relaxo in Paradise Valleys. Uh, so you're, I think, uh, I think you're, are, are you pretty uh, laid back today, huh? Oh, well, I'm like you, man. I, I love Mondays. I, I spend part of my my Sundays, uh, you know, making my list, and then Monday morning you hit it, you know. So I, yeah. I've always been energized by Monday. Can, so, uh, do you do any work at Rancho Relaxo? I mean, well, I don't. Well, I try not to do work. I get a lot done, but I, okay. I try not to do things that I have to call work. I like know? that. I think you guys are going to like <laughs> Joe. You can tell. Um, and then uh, Rosemary Smith is managing director for the Getting Better Foundation and an impact producer for Trust Being. Good morning, Rosemary. How are you? Good morning, Tom, and good morning, Montana. So, when you visit Joe at Rancho Relaxo, does it does the burdens of the world just fall away? It's a lovely place. It's okay. really uh, I'm blessed to be able to work. Uh, it, we converted one of Joe's a um, uh, 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 guest house into our office, so that's our world headquarters, right on the Yellowstone River, overlooking the Absorca Beartooth, and on the other side the. Gallatin range. So yeah, it's a wonderful place. Yeah, that's cool. And, and of course I tease you, but I'm happy for you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, so Joe, let's start off with, with this and, and thank you for sending me the link to the movie. And, and uh, actually the documentary is going to be, I think shown on PBS. I don't have it right in front of me. It's, it's Thursday, isn't it? Or when's it going to be on PBS this week in Montana? Thursday at 2 PM. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, Joe, how do you, how do we have this conversation without, um, Without getting into politics or, or uh, with, uh, trying to have this uh, conversation about truth in media in any kind of bi- bipartisan fashion because the right side and the left side are all pointing away from themselves and each other – or pardon me, at the other guy um, or gal as the problem. That's a good question. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked it. The Getting Better Foundation's mission is to build trust through the truth. And uh, the, 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 when we say truth, we don't mean opinions on cable news or uh, newspapers. We mean the empirical truth that's been substantiated by by solid research or um, cre- very credible journalists. But at the same time, um, you know, when it comes to politics and so forth, the the cable channels and uh, and newspapers uh, very often have have polarized and moves to the right or left, and then then that becomes more opinion uh, and so forth. So, um, as I said, when, when when we talk about the truth, we we look for the empirical truth, and um, and so 
Um, the, the thing about media literacy is people need to understand how to properly source media, know what what the agenda is behind the um, vehicle that they're either reading or listening to, um, how to consume it, and, and a big part is fighting our own biases. We, we all have, so there's a negativity bias, which, you know, the last thing the squish, the, the, we, we, if given um, the choice between uh, something negative and something positive, it's more likely that the negative can some way hurt you. So we just kind of dismiss positive and move over to negative. And that's why the news is dominant and negative. Otherwise, uh, people basically wouldn't watch it. There's been shows over the years um, that that can't even get started off the air. You remember, uh, you may be old enough to remember um, um, Queen for a Day or This Is Your Life and shows like that, which are just so positive and they almost don't exist nowadays. Uh, the, the level of sensationalism and negativity has uh, in, uh, increased significantly in order to fight the eyeballs and ears of, uh, of the, the audiences here in the radio business, so you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, Joe, I'm, uh, um, I'm going to have you uh, call back. I want to try to get a, um, a different connection here for uh, okay. We we can hear your your audible to us, but we're getting a little bit of scratch. Um, so um, why don't we pot that down, and then can, I'll I'll go to Rosemary here and and yeah, uh, uh, do that. Yeah, um, and Rosemary, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I don't know if you want to follow up on on what Joe was saying there too. Uh, I, I know that um, Joe is chairman and founder, and you as managing director. Um, you you probably have you know different lanes that you travel in, but but the context it would still be the same for you when you're out talking about this movie. How how do people receive it? Do they receive it through their biases? I assume they would. Um, how do you have a conversation <laughs> about this um, that that tries to avoid that right and uh, left division? Yeah, so we purposefully wanted to make sure that we did not err on the right or the left or, or any of the opinion side when we uh, produced the film. Uh, it's only in living in that gray area, right, in the middle, that we're able to consider others' opinions. And part of the reason we had so much progress in the past, right, the fact that the Internet was even developed in the first place was because these good minds, these people who had good intentions, came together and said, wouldn't it be great if we could um, see what people in Kenya are experiencing? Wouldn't it be great? to see what people throughout the world are experiencing and speak with them and find out what concerns them and then work together to solve these problems. And um, only because we've become so biased and opinionated have we seen progress stalling in some of these bigger issues that we face. We do have issues, right? The, we, we believe that it's a great time to be alive, um, Poverty, famine, uh, life expectancy, all these great things are happening, but people don't seem to be able to comprehend that. And it's because of all this negativity since the advent of the Internet, right? It's always been there. There's always been a bias since the advent of the printing press. But now it's 
speed it up. Now we have access to bad news across the world, right? When, you know, when all these school shootings, people think, oh, another school shooting. Yes, we have to solve those problems. But we wouldn't even know about Parkland, Florida, maybe in the past when we were in Montana. Maybe we'd hear about it months later or years later even. But now we hear about it right then and there. So our negativity is being fed by the immediacy of all this news. It's causing this polarization. And only if we learn media literacy are we able to consider others' opinions and then say, you know what? I can't always be right. That guy has maybe a good point. Maybe the two of us can get together and solve some of these issues. Well, there you go. It, it, uh, that starts with a little bit of humility. Um, and, uh, yes. you know, and if you've lived a normal life, um, you've probably had more than a little bit um, poured your way. Uh, Rosemary Smith is with us here uh, as she is the managing director and also Joe Phelps, chairman and founder. Uh, this is the Getting Better Foundation and gettingbetterfoundation.org for more information. We'll have to talk about that message as well or, or the vision behind that. Uh, but we're uh, back with more Trust Me documentaries, what we're talking about here. And again, it's about uh, media literacy. We're going to have that defined as we come on back. And then there have been certain red flags that have been raised recently. And uh, I think that's good. I think we are kind of peeling this back a little bit. And we'll find out what's behind the curtain more as we come on back here on Voices. If you're using dyed diesel fuel and driving on Montana's public roads, you may not know this, but you are breaking the law. The small savings you see at the pump could end up costing you up to $5,000 in fines. Dyed diesel fuel is not taxed and is intended for off-road use only. Please, do the right thing. Don't use dyed fuel on Montana's roads. To report violators, you can call 1-888-FUEL-LAW. Thanks for your help. This message brought to you by the Montana Department of Transportation. Joe Phelps is with us. He's a producer, but uh, he's got a. Uh, he's also a musician, and and uh, kind of nailed it in the advertising agency as well. I think uh, Joe, your your first job uh, as official uh, ad agency, I guess, was with Fender Guitars. That's not a bad. It's not a bad starting point. Yeah, that was our that was our first client. It allowed us to do some great work, and then. That that attracts better clients, so it's a good upward spiral. And then, as a musician too, you assisted in some of the music uh, in this video. We'll we'll probably talk about that too. Rosemary Smith is the managing um, director for this foundation, or actually, it's uh, managing uh, for the Getting Better Foundation and an impact producer for Trust Me. All right, uh, Rosemary and, and Joe, thank you, Joe. Your your line's a little better. I wanted to have uh, you kind of uh, come back and talk um, about how you know the the curtain's been pulled a little bit on uh and maybe even quite a bit but things have changed an awful lot on tech um uh, a, a big group of tech creators have come out they're in your uh, documentary as well um the red red flags have have been raised how do we respond to that oh that's a tough one i'd, I'd be fibbing if i told you i knew the answer to that one but the, the, the war really is um, between the, our uh, uh, desire to have free speech, uh, free press, and that's, uh, that's central to uh, democracy. Um, but what's new is that never before in humanity's history have we ever had to deal with the onslaught 
of media, uh, most of which it is negative for the reasons that I outlined earlier. And our tribal senses um, or tendencies are to sh- share anything that is that might um, uh, hurt or help those in our tribe. And uh, so that, that, that has kind of exacerbated and uh, polarized uh, the different t- tribes, so to speak. So the thing about human nature and human, hu- humanity's history, really, is that we invent things to solve problems. You know, we invented the car, but then it was very dangerous. It had no seat belts, no headrests, uh, the tires went flat often and so forth. But we fixed that stuff. And uh, the Internet is relatively new uh, in the total scheme of things. And then being um, untethered with uh, mobility and, and a, a lot of bandwidth um, allows us to share and consume and create and everybody's a publisher and everyone has an opinion um so what we need more of is when people um consume media they need to know what they're doing we want to stay away from as much legislation as possible uh and but at the same time we can only do that uh successfully if the populace is educated in terms of how to source, consume, and share uh, media. Uh, in, in the past, journalists were, were uh, you know, educated in that uh, skill. They took a oath uh, to, uh, you know, almost like the doctors, to do no harm, but they took an oath to, to, to find the truth. And when they spoke about the truth, they meant substantiated truth from credible sources and so forth. So those are the two forces, our our desire to um, have an open system of communication and free speech. And that is being uh, challenged by um, the millions of publishers out there and people not knowing how to properly consume media. Well, and, and thankfully, you know, thankfully, we've got a, uh, a new disinformation governance board within the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, to, okay. To, yeah. <laughs> boy, well, that's, NATO, and NATO considers media literacy a strategic defense initiative. Well, and, and, and um, doesn't that scare you? Doesn't that, um, doesn't that worry you a little bit, Rosemary? It does. Um, you know, it does and it doesn't. I'm I'm so glad for the the recognition for media literacy. When we when we first started uh, this project about three or four years ago, um, you know that we were hard pressed to find organizations doing work in this sphere. Uh, we partnered with the Center for Media Literacy. Um, it was an organization founded over 50 years ago by a nun, Elizabeth Toman, and uh, her mission was to bring peace to the world through media literacy. Um, And now we're finding every time I turn around, I'm finding another organization. Um, I went to a UNESCO conference in Sweden several years ago. And through that organization, I met others doing work this sphere. And now we're partnering with Digital Communications Network, who is 
um, a network of educators in Eastern Europe who are doing the work, teaching their students, trying to um, give adolescents some well-being and resilience by teaching them how to consume media properly. Uh, We're recognizing that adolescents especially are seeing large numbers of um, depression, anxiety, suicidology, um, and these are, are somewhat in their <laughs> We're now finding experts who are saying and physicians saying, yeah, it's addictive. Social media is as addictive well, as I gotta, other substances. I got to take a break and come on back. And, and there's yeah, a couple yeah. of things I want to point out. I do want to point out that because it is programmed uh, in, in the entire presentation. They're individual presentations, but the entire social media uh, presentation, especially on your portable devices, they're programmed, highly programmed, like a vacuum. And I want to have you guys talk about that because that's the, a part of the movie here too. And I, I do need uh, to come back and talk about safety because we had we had talked about how the internet uh, can be a good thing. And you look at some of the graphs that are in this movie about uh, reporting uh, missing children, how that has gone down. So um, I want to make sure we get that out there as well. So we're back more with Rosemary Smith and then Joe Phelps. Uh, they are um, cohorts in uh, the Getting Better Foundation.org. And then this uh, Trust Me documentary is going to be shown on PBS in Montana at 2 o'clock on, on this Thursday. All right, back with more. But Brian Bennett, BBS Headlines. Hey, new guy. Shovel, right? Yeah, right. And I'm not exactly new. I've seen some action. Yeah, what's your story? Hey, my last gig, I nearly got electrocuted, almost drowned. That guy never called 811 to see if it was safe to dig. Our guy calls every time he digs. It's quick and easy. Any tool can do it. Calling 811 gets your underground utility lines marked for free. It makes every project safer for everyone. Hey, safe digging is no accident. Always call 811 before you dig. Know what's below. Tap, click, or call 811 before you dig. Opportunity. Safety. Teamwork. That's what's waiting for you at BNSF Railway. BNSF is hiring track maintenance positions with competitive salary and benefits in 19 cities across Montana and North Dakota. Track maintenance is vital not only to rail safety and reliability, but also the nation's supply chain. We need people like you to keep our network moving efficiently. Visit jobs.bnsf.com to learn more. From Montana for Montana, Voices of Montana from the Northern News Network. Tom Schultz alongside with uh, Rosemary Smith, Managing Director, Joe Phelps, too. Uh, Joe living in Livingston right now, Chairman and Founder of the GettingBetterFoundation.org. And then TrustMeDocumentary.com is what we're talking about here. Uh, I'm going to get some of these things out uh, uh, quickly. I know it's going to be a rather short break here. uh, But as I talked going into the break, uh, there was a section in this movie that talks about, you know, the Internet and um, how how it got into the hands of the kids, so to speak, in these personal devices um, where uh, parents were really concerned about. I think we, you know, the society, they have some concerns about uh, certainly not to be uh, overplaying that issue. But cities used to be safer in my mind. Um, and, and so uh, kids, uh, when they go out into the world, parents are concerned that they have. And I'm setting this up way too much. We're not going to have a ton of time to talk about it, But I want to get this information out there because I think it's important uh, for kids. As they're on their phones, um, you see reports of missing children from 1995 to 2014 down by 40%. Um, and I don't know exactly, uh, and I probably should have looked it up, uh, children victimized in school. I want to understand what 
that category represents. Uh, but uh, that was like 10.5 uh, per thousand children in uh, 1995. Now it's down 1.2. So that's a drop of 80%. And even you look at children struck and killed by cars, um, it, it's gone down from under 800 to 200. That's 75% in that period. So, Joe, um, obviously can be, and we don't have a ton of time here, but obviously can be a, a force for good. Absolutely. And that's, that is, this is why I decided to put a chunk of my retirement into this foundation, and that is I would find that, that people in a, a very safe part of the town I lived in would drive their kids four blocks to school. They wouldn't let them... Um, ride their bicycles uh, without supervision and stuff like that. And it has to do with the fact that, the, the, as as one of our presidents said, uh, follow the trend lines, not the headlines, because media knows that negative headlines will attract more eyeballs and ears uh, than positive. So, yes, uh, uh, people's eyes glaze over when I would say, you know, they'd say there was a murder right down the street. What's happening in our world? And I go. All right, you know, Joe. Joe, stand by. We've got some stories to share too as we come on back with more here. Trust me on Voices. Voices of Montana continues right after this. On the table for uh, earlier, or pardon me, later this week. Uh, back with Joe Phelps. He, again, is a uh, founder and chairman of GettingBetterFoundation.org. And I want to save some time to talk about that, Joe. Make sure I do. Um, and also a producer of Trust Me, the documentary. Rosemary Smith is the managing director um, of the foundation and then uh, does uh, does get out there as the impact producer for this Trust Me. And, again, it's TrustMeDocumentary.com. It'll be shown on PBS channels here in Montana. I had a chance to to catch a lot of issues to to, to cover here, Joe. Um, but uh, I, just just to continue on a, a little bit about separating the good news and from the from the bad news, so to speak, or the uh, information from the misinformation, or disinformation, or incomplete information. Um, a lot of it is going to be up to the individual, as it should be. We need accountability for a lot of these things. Um, but with this curtain kind of peeled away and the red flags been sent up about how we are highly programmed uh, to being sucked in to our phones there, um, how, what does media literacy, what is media literacy and how do we improve it in, in this country? Media literacy is the, the ability to properly source, consume, and, and share media. And it's a huge uh huge topic it's actually existential to um democracy as as we can see what's going on in in russia and ukraine right now with all the the misinformation and and how putin putin has shut down uh the local media other than what he wants his people to hear and so uh, the the war is between the lack of media literacy or the, the lack of education and uh, the, as long as that ex- exists, what we need to fight it with is is, is uh, maybe just temporary, but some sort of legislation. So, if the if the population is educated, we won't need the legislation. Uh, but when you look around the world, the, the lesser educated a population is, the more the fascist uh, can shut down uh, and control the media and control their minds, basically. 
So it's really, it's first priority is education and the fallback is legislation. Um, and everything is, this is all so new to humanity. Um, and uh, it's so easy to share media, false media, in, in, unintentionally. Um, interesting, New York Times and Princeton did a, did a survey that showed the worst offenders in terms of an age group are those people over 50. Uh, that that's very surprising, but um, um, and they they basically as a group cons- consume media differently than the younger consumers. They they're more uh, cable TV uh, people, where younger people are more more social media and tend to get their their news from the social media apps. Back to you. Yeah, um, and I would follow up with you, Rosemary Smith, on on uh, raising the question about some regulation versus you know how that could easily be misconstrued as censorship. I think we have seen numerous examples of it, um, and 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 some of it even coming from the government. Um, you know, uh, censorship or misinformation. Um, how, how? What's the conversation about uh, the delicate balance there? <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so uh, like you, I come from a background of radio. My husband and I owned radio stations in Michigan before we uh, sold them and moved to Montana. So uh, w- when we first started in the radio business, you know, there was a thing called the Fairness Doctrine, right? And it kind of uh, uh, positioned us as the mediators where we would present both sides of a story or, you know, all sides of the story, as you see in the film with Jeffrey Gettleman, who's a New York Times Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. And, you know, sometimes you have to go back to the source and, and double check your, the accuracy of your facts before you present them in a story. It could take months. You know, it could take years if you're working on a big story. But nowadays, the story's at our fingertips. So unless we learn how to present facts like a journalist would, you know, we're at, at risk of sharing this and disinformation. And you say, what's the big deal? You know, what's the big deal? Somebody gets duped. They get manipulated into mm. spending some extra money. Um, you know, what's the big deal? So when we aired this, uh, broadcasted this documentary in Greece last summer, it was a group of journalism students from all over Europe. And they had, you know, these are, these are media literacy experts, you would think, right? They've had four years of undergrad and now three years of journalism. And they all came up to me after the film, and we spent as much time after the screening as we did during the screening just chatting about, wow, we didn't realize the true repercussion that it's life and death, it's health, it's democracy, um, it's reputation that's at risk when we share mis- and disinformation. And now we are so emboldened that we know our missions as journalists are true and, and we can make a big difference in the world. So just watching the film brings awareness of why we need media literacy, but then it also provides some solutions. Like um, we, when we we're presenting the film in Romania starting next week, uh, we're uh, working with the U.S. Embassy in Bucharest to, um, to teach educators 
how to bring awareness in their classrooms. And then educational guides, we partnered with the Knight Foundation and with News Literacy Project to create K through 12 educational guides, collegiate, and then parental ones with value statements on like, when's a good time to give your son or daughter a phone? And, and what are some um, exercises that you can perform with them and for yourself so that you become more media literate? Because the repercussions are, are big. Right. And, and, and it's, you know, it's a matter of um, personal accountability too, Joe. Uh, Education is going to play a key in there as well. But one of the things that I, I saw in the movie, and, and this was, again, um, you know, the consequences of, um, of um, well, lies and misinformation. I think the story was in India. Uh, I, I thought I took some notes on it. Don't have it in front of me, but can relate it where um, there were, was a false rumor of um, a vehicle that potentially had chain, uh, was carrying some, uh, what, what people were saying were pedophiles. Um, so there was this false alert out there about a vehicle, um, and uh, and a mob rule just came in, and and actually um, um, it wound up violent, and and this uh, an innocent person was killed. I know this is maybe um, not as isolated as we want it to be, but it's somewhat isolated. Uh, but what I saw from that was uh, one of the perpetrators, or the, one of the mob, I should say, uh, blamed social media. It's social media's fault. Um, yeah. And and but he said if, if he didn't if he didn't read the misinformation, he um, you know he wouldn't have lynched this nice young man who worked for Google. Well, you know, shouldn't 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 the whole idea of lynching somebody um, be a stopper, uh, whether uh, you uh, read lynch this person or not? Yeah, uh, uh, part of that story was it had to do with WhatsApp. I believe which is owned by Facebook, and um, uh, they had no limits on how on how many you could send something to, and it's encrypted, so you couldn't see where it's coming from. So as a result of that that type of a situation, WhatsApp did change its policies uh, to cut down on the number of people. So that was that was a good illustration of, of something that has um, actually. Uh, you know, change this way as a result of, of the positives. And the thing is, the thing, too many people just want to blame someone else. Yeah. And what we need to do as a human race is to realize that it's mostly our fault. As, and that is because we've been conditioned over hundreds of thousands of years to do things to protect ourselves and to protect our our tribes and so forth mm -hmm. that are overly vigilant. Now we don't live in the, the violent world we used to. And if you don't think, uh, you know, like I would, um, I would tell my, my my mother would complain about how violent the world was. Said, Mom, it's it's the crime is lower than it was 50 years ago. And she said, Oh no, right down the street in Springdale there was a murder last week. Well, that's called recency. Go to if the listeners. Go to FBI.org and listen and, and look. You can go back in history. You can look at homicide rates, rape rates, petty theft rates, and so forth. And there is no doubt just within 50 years um, that, that uh, we're getting to be a uh, more loving society. Now, because of the recency of recent political polarization, that's hard to swallow. That's hard to believe. 
but it's absolutely true. And Tom referred to it earlier in terms of, of um, certain types of crime that they're down significantly. But you'd never know that by watching uh, the cable uh, cable news. Uh, so the biases that we have to fight with as a, as humanity are negativity. We tend to look towards the negative. Recency, where the, the last thing in our ear has more power than than a, a larger numbers before. Racial, that was part of our tribal thing. Uh, if they don't look like us, we don't trust them. Uh, gender, um, uh, the the mother of all mothers is confirmation bias, which once you've determined to go down a certain belief road, then we call it uh, Teflon and um, Rosemary Woods said the Teflon and Velcro. If if you hear something that agrees with what you believe, well, that's Velcro. It'll grab a hold of that and believe it. If it if it's contrary to what you believe, it's Teflon. It'll go right off. It'll slide right off. So um, and the al- the algorithms uh, take advantage of that because they recognize, oh, I'm uh, shopping for a particular brand or what have you, and and they'll take me down that road further and further. Or if I search um, conspiracy theories, you know, I'll start getting in my feed more and more conspiracy theories. So it makes me even, yeah. you know, you know a, a believer of those. And, and just to clarify, I know you, I know you need to go to break, but just to clarify, when we mention legislation, the way legislation can really help is to legislate media literacy into education. Absolutely. Like math and science and English. And if, if our students get that K through 12, beginning in kindergarten, you know, with what's the truth, like the, the music video, then they, then future generations will now have that integrated into their, um, their, their thinking. Back with more Rosemary Smith, Smith and Joe Phelps here on Voices in a Bit. During the pandemic, many of us postponed health care appointments, but now it's time to catch up on checkups. From well visits, annual exams, and immunizations, to preventative screenings and scans to catch issues early, to visits with specialists for chronic conditions, and the dentist and eye doctor, too. Let's all focus on health and get health care appointments back on the calendar. Start by making a health care appointment today. Learn more at Facebook.com slash Health 406, Montana Department of Public Health and Human Services. There's this uh, part of this music um, that is incorporated into this documentary. Is this uh, nice video about uh, what's the truth? And uh, here's a, here's a little bit of that, and it just features these kids trying to understand. Uh, It's really good. It's really nice, and it's pretty innocent, you guys. And um, uh, so, uh, Rosemary, I wanted to have you. Uh, we only have like a minute here, and I, I apologize for that. Maybe a minute and a half total. Um, talk about this gettingbetterfoundation.org. and and uh, I know Joe, uh, you you're the founder of this, or either of you. Um, uh, what is getting better? Yeah. So the it is it's a, it truly it is a great time to be alive, um, and a lot of us don't recognize that fact because we're believing like joe mentioned before he gave you all the reasons the recency the the uh the the media's attention on the on the negative because we want to fix those things that are wrong right so how else do we do that then to identify them so journalism 
social media. They're all such wonderful tools, you know. It's the way we keep in touch with our family and our friends and, and, uh, and our work. So, um, so in order to do that, we support media literacy education with uh, teacher scholarships, with, um, with, uh, with legislative efforts to help hone media literacy efforts. We do we'll, in Montana. We'll, we have do to, have. we'll have to leave it there, and I apologize for that. Yeah, yeah. Find out more, trustmedocumentary.com, gettingbetterfoundation.org. Oh, Rosemary Smith and Joe Phelps.